Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Andy Bloom, good morning. It's um, I loved your latest article and once again, you nailed it. Good morning, Don. Boy, I got to tell you, listening to Joe Biden just inspires me that we have the fentanyl problem licked. No problem. We can move on to other subjects now. <sighs> you know, as a news person, this is, as you know, this is my training. And so, of course, the president's live from the White House. You have to take him. And you're thinking, oh, my goodness, did he say anything? Uh, so, nope. yeah, it's, <laughs> no. it's discouraging. It, you know, it's just because... You and I both know there are many people across the country just praying that at least they could get that under control. And here we are. Well, moving on. Moving on. (laughs) Take me through. You know, you wrote this great piece and you always do. And, you know, uh, this was uh, this was actually Barrett News Media. You often write for Broad Broad Liberty and many different publications ask you to write for them as as we try to wrap our brains around what's happening. And on this one, you know. I guess my question to you ultimately, are we all as Americans complicit in allowing this to go on right underneath our noses on college campuses where we've allowed Andy either, you know, people are coming here from other parts of the world. We had a young lady, for example, uh, came, she's here on, a, on one of those visas, a student visa from Jordan. And the, the things that she was saying right, right here locally on an Ivy League campus in Philadelphia uh, it was horrifying, and essentially, this is not speech. It's not hate speech. This, these are threats. These are threats. It's yeah, horrifying. I, I don't know if we're all complicit, but I do think that a combination of allowing too many foreign exchange students, and in America, our education system has focused too much on DEI and not enough on academics, including history, has now led to the anti-Semitism that we see on college campuses today. I'll borrow a phrase, America's chickens have come home to roost. Um, You know, the students that call Israel a genocide state or even accusing President Biden of backing genocide obviously didn't learn about the Holocaust. Israel's not a genocide state. Israel was created out of the greatest genocide in modern history, if not human history. Israel was created after the Holocaust, where over six million Jews were murdered. And that's the most terrific genocide ever. So they, before they start calling Israel a genocide state, they need to stop, take a look at how the state of Israel was created. It is literally, to use their language, a safe space for Jewish people everywhere. Yeah, it, it's so true. And so, 
as we as we look at this and we think about the students here, you know, is is the answer that we and, and you know what to give credit where credit's due, I will say this, you know. Joe Biden right now, who's down in the polls, I think mostly because of the economy and everything else is a disaster. But good for him. At least they're calling him Genocide Joe. And even even Fetterman, U.S. Senator John Fetterman, who suffered a stroke, is on the right side of this issue, the rational side. But ultimately now, what do we do with not just words and campaign rhetoric, which we're seeing, but rather action? In other words, you mentioned foreign exchange students or however they come on the student visa, expelling them and, and saying, you're out of here. Boom. That's it. Bye-bye. You're going well, back. Well, well, I think, I think Biden has had some of the right words, but he's also kind of, uh, you know, in the middle and can't quite make up his mind because if he were making up his mind, those schools would be losing federal funding for putting up with this on their campuses those students would be losing their visas and it would be happening quickly and immediately without any hemming and hawing, without telling Israel, ah, you know, we'd really like to see you have a, a little bit of a, a pause and we'd be much more dogmatic. It's not about revenge. It's about existence. Israel either needs to destroy Hamas or Hamas will destroy Israel. Those are the two options. It's a binary choice to use another language that maybe they'll understand. It is a binary choice. Israel will destroy Hamas, or Hamas will eventually destroy Israel. One of those two things will happen. Hamas's charter calls for the complete obliteration or dissolution of Israel. And understand that Hamas only cares to accomplish this and a Palestinian state through violence. Again, from Hamas's charter, there is no solution for the Palestinian question except through jihad. Initiatives, proposals, and international conferences are all a waste of time and vain endeavors. That's from their charter, not my opinion. Yeah. And so what, as, as far as this reported deal, we know that these talks are ongoing for a potential Hamas hostage deal. Do you support this? Reportedly, we would, they would free as many as 50 hostages especially the young children, the babies. We've seen all of their pictures that have gone viral. So women and babies, there was a pregnant lady who is reportedly among them and may have, in fact, given birth. Is this something that you think should be a deal that they do where they would give Israel is holding prisoners that they've arrested from Hamas. They would give up for every three Hamas members. They would get one hostage. So you so you do the math. Uh, the Hamas charter says there is no solution for the Palestinian question except through jihad. Initiatives, proposals, and international conferences are all a waste of time and vain endeavors. So understand that, that they are only willing to accomplish this through violence. Therefore, the only way to deal with Hamas is also through violence. Let me ask you this as far as... You know, very hyper local. You know, we, we now know that, for example, University of Pennsylvania is part of this. This is a, it, they're being looked at. They're being sued. This is, this is a civil rights case now as there are Jewish students locally here who have been threatened with violence. They're, they, the, these groups, Andy, they were organizing over social media and coming here on campus and projecting images on buildings especially the John Huntsman building. Obviously, he, this was actually before 
he announced he was pulling funding because he felt he just couldn't support what was happening. And so as far as that goes with our Ivy League schools and as far as, you know, these are prestigious schools, as you well know, across the country being labeled as anti-Semitic. Um, in, in many cases, their presidents, such as locally, have said, oh, no, we don't support anti-Semitism. You are somebody who is, in your career, you are obviously a communications expert in media. When you look at the way the media is covering this, when you look at the universities, just through your Andy Bloom lens, what do you see? Well, I see false equivalency a lot of the time. They're trying to turn Israel into something that it's not. And again, I don't know where we got cut off, <clears throat> but with the pro- Israel is not out for revenge. This is not a question of Israel getting revenge for October 7th. This is a question of Israel's existence. They're fighting for their existence. If they don't get rid of Hamas, if they don't end Hamas's ability to fight against Israel, then Hamas will continue to try to end Israel. That's what I see that the media doesn't seem to understand. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shop overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. About what's happening in Israel and the Gaza Strip and potentially the West Bank right now. The other thing that I see is that they are legitimizing these student groups. The student groups need to be uh, have their their visas for the for the um, foreign exchange students. They need to have their visas taken away. The universities need to have their federal funding taken away for permitting these groups to to uh, continue on campus this way as they threaten Jewish students. Uh, we know about the incidents like at Cooper where they chased them into the yeah. library and banged on, banged on the windows and doors and threatened them. There's been incidents of violence. Uh, we know that anti-Semitism uh, is up by a 500% since October 7th. This should not be tolerated. And I'll tell you what, DEI stops at JEW. It wouldn't be permitted. Can you imagine a Jewish group? chasing a Muslim group into the library doesn't happen. Can you imagine a black student group being chased into a library and and cornered in the library? Can you imagine an LGBTQ plus group being chased into the library? Doesn't happen for any of these other groups, and the university presidents would come out in the strongest terms, condemn it, and the students who did it would be punished. But when it's a Jewish group, it happens. And where has been the punishment? There hasn't been punishment. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. I saw your one of your latest articles as you talk about the role that news radio plays in dispelling biased media and that label. So are we, as 
talk radio, news radio, are we part of the problem? Are we part of the solution? Are we exposing biased media? Or again, are we are we complicit in this whole game? Well, I think, uh, first of all, the, the column that I wrote was about media losing the trust of Americans. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of research on this, a lot of polls on it. I quoted a Gallup poll. Now, the Gallup poll specifically looked at television and newspapers, and that's specifically uh, what it was, was referring to. It did not refer to radio. I think that radio is, is different because radio presents itself more as opinion journalism. The talk show host presents itself more as opinion journalism. But I think talk radio is in a unique position because talk radio listeners have a high degree of trust in the host that they listen to. And I think hosts have a responsibility to remain honest with their, with their listeners, to keep their monologues factual and limited to items that are demonstrably true. It's incumbent on hosts to identify speculations or theories versus facts. And I think that's very important and something that people on talk radio need to make sure that they do and sometimes do yes. and sometimes don't. Andy Bloom, thank you so much for joining me. Until next time. Don, have a great Thanksgiving. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. Andy Bloom. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.